The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Deodorant on, teeth brushed, mouthwash in. We're ready for hour two of Radio Law Talk. <laughs> I'm Fred Penny, your host. Thanks for joining us. It's a beautiful, beautiful uh, day today. It's the ninth. Was it the nineteenth of uh, October? Uh, I'm excited for Halloween coming up. Um, we're just we're just enjoying ourselves. The three of us are together. Actually, the four of us, including Cal, together uh, for we've been apart. It's like it's like a family. And I mean, how can you do it without the three-time Emmy Award? nominee but never a winner never a, a winner producer. let's not forget that part uh, yeah, yeah just never a winner a producer but this hour we're going to talk about weinstein we're going to talk about the details of the tyler skaggs uh death uh case that's the angels pitcher that they found dead in his uh hotel room uh we're going to talk a little bit about um some other things we're going to do a case or no case Remember, if you want to call in, call us at 855-LAW-RADIO or tweet us at radiolawtalk.com. Um, we also, during the during the uh, week, if you want to email us a question or something, email us at uh, info at radiolawtalk.com. We love the emails. Stop talking all the time about Cal, Denise, and Todd. I get the emails. And I <laughs> see them all the time. That's all they do is say how great they are. I have never received an email once ever to say how good I am. You didn't get the one from me? No, I'm, I'm well, well, my, <laughs> he tried great, to send Fred. one to himself. My, my son, my, yeah, I, I set one. I'm going to set, I'm going to set a fake one up. And they're going to, about every week, there's going to be an email about, oh, God, Fred, you're so good at that. I don't know why you're so good. Just remember, just... Fred's the anchor. Denise is the smart one. I'm the guy who pushes the buttons and. Todd has kitties. Yeah, Todd has a kitty. That's exactly right. Todd has multiple kitties. And those of you who are first joining us, Todd, uh, we told him, don't ever do this. It showed an Instagram photo he put up of his cats on his bed. The bed was a mess, and the cats are all sleeping on the bed. I'm going, any woman that's interested in you is going to see that and just turn it off. They're going to swipe left. (laughs) Right? Isn't that what it is? Todd said he can have any woman he pleases. The trouble is he doesn't please any. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I... Where was oh. the memo that the <laughs> second hour of Radio Law Talk today was going to be the uh, Harp on Todd show? It's just a joke. I, I just, I know, I just know, teasing. I know. But, uh, you know, I, hey, I, stop I, trying to be nice to him, Cal. We're just don't you need to do I, that. Mean, I, I mean, you know, we're family, so we tease each other. Th- there, there, right. was, there was a very specific reason why I started posting some cat-oriented pictures on Instagram. It was because I... I had reason to believe that somebody had it in their mind that that I needed to be set up with somebody that that I you know oh. I have a flaw because I am single and so uh, I knew as happens they said well check out his Instagram go ahead and check that so in order to stave that off I just posted a bunch of cat videos and it killed it all. That'll it show worked. you. <laughs> all right, Todd. That is a fact. It worked. Well, no, actually I heard what happened. She found out you were Mark Assborn. And you were just trying to be someone else. Well, you know, that could also work. <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, case or no case. Right now, I have got 48 points. And at 50 points, once you hit 50 points, the other co-hosts have to buy steak and lobster. I am so close. And Denise is at 46 points. Forget Todd. He's so far behind. It doesn't even matter. Um, and I, Cal, tried, I tried to jump and tie with him last hour, but then I looked at what, this next one what we a, wrote down. This and next I was one wrong. is a single point. Our third hour is be a double pointer. So okay, so roll case or no case. Right, here we go. Now it's time to play case or no case. Yay! Yes. Fred, take it today. Now take I take it. you to New York City, the city so nice they had to name it twice, where a Muslim Metropolitan Transportation Authority construction worker complained because his boss ordered him to shave his beard for safety, and then, he said, gave him a hair-pulling work assignment as punishment, working with the public. Ooh. Longtime Metro Transportation Authority worker Bernard Wilkerson of the Bronx said supervisors had always given him a pass on facial hair until 2018, until the construction flagger went out for respiratory training. 
respirators, those breathing respirators, pardon me, those breathing apparatuses used on construction sites to prevent you from breathing in harmful dust and stuff. But they only have them that will not accommodate. They only do the nose and mouth. They don't don't cover up the beard, so air can sneak in up under the beard, creating an unsafe situation. He was given a full face mask to accommodate his whiskers. Instead of a mask that covered only his nose and mouth, he objected. He said, MCA is failing to make an accommodation for my faith. And so I ask you, case or no case? Let's see, who went first? Fred I went did. First. So, Mr. Cunin, you yes. are first up on this case or no case. What say you? Okay, well, I'm going to say that this is a case. And I think he's got a claim because you do have to make a reasonable accommodation. You can't force somebody to shave their Facial hair, if if it is part of your religion, your religious beliefs, and so I'll just be really quick on that one. Yeah, case, and I think uh, I'm going to say that as it stands right now, it is unresolved because it's so new. Twenty thousand two at two thousand eighteen is what you say, right. but it is a case, and it has yet to be resolved. So my case for Denise is Denise facial hair. Or faith. Well, you do have to accommodate, but in this particular case, the facts were that they did have their respiratory mask that would accommodate his beard, but Correct. he refused to use it. And that's a really key point. So I kind of agree with the line of thought of, of um, Todd, which is always scary when I agree with Todd. <laughs> But I don't think he wins. Yeah, I don't think he wins. So I'm going to say case, and I'm going to say um, that... Well, it probably isn't resolved yet, but I don't think he's going to win. I will tell you it's not resolved. This is another binary. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. But I, I'm going to chime in and say I don't think he's going to win this one because of the fact they tried to accommodate him okay. and his religious beliefs and include his uh, beard in the mask, and he um, declined to do that. Mr. Penny, what say you? Uh, case or is no there case? a song that says it's over? Is there an it's over song? Turn what? out the lights. It's over. Roy Orbison. Over. Yeah. Or turn out yeah, the yeah, lights. You're yeah. gonna get, you have to get ready with that song sometime. Not right now, but I'm saying later because I'm going to play everything strategically now. Uh-oh. This is all about strategery. I don't care about the case. I'm not going to say anything about it. Every time I follow Denise, because I'm two points ahead of her, I'm just going to follow her every time that she does something. Right? Think about it. Because there's no possible way I can catch her. You're not going to catch. And if I follow Denise every single time, whatever happens, if she doesn't get a point, I don't get a point. If she gets a point, I get a point. Eventually, I'm going to win. And I've got my steak already picked. I already know where I'm going with my steak and my lobster. The answer is you said there was a case. Is that correct? I did. I will follow her and say it's a case. Uh, I think she's even right, by the way, that he refused to use the mask because they did accommodate him. You know, it doesn't ooh. come up with a religious issue. But uh, get, be prepared for me to win this whole the whole shooting state, match. The whole about shooting to end. match is about ready. Right this may actually spur on a rule change for the next round of case or no case, which is the person in the lead always has to go first, so they can't do that. Like Hawaiian football, Whoa. if one team's ahead by so much, they Wait, always have to Wait, you can't change off. it. It was automatically well, no, no. rotation. No, not this no, time. Next, t- we next might, round. We might have oh. to review our rules. I'll get the rules committee together and see if we can <laughs> yes. have a meeting. The competition <laughs> committee. <laughs> All right, tell us what the what the situation okay, is, Okay, well, Cal. the situation is, for those of you... How much time? We, you, got time. Nah, we got time. We, we can sneak this in. For those of you who say this is a case, that would be Fred, Denise, and Todd. Yes. Puts me at 49 points. Federal court, by the way. Case just been filed, so it's not, we don't know exactly what the outcome is, to come out the outcome. So federal court. Nice. So that, so it is going to be an issue. I think there's the issue that's going to be brought forth is number one. They did accommodate him is what their arguments can be, and he refused it. And then his argument's going to be, well, this is my religious faith, and it made it difficult on me even with what you accommodated. Especially when the supervisor said, you can practice your religion anywhere you want, but not when you're flagging with the MTA, end quote. The only thing about that is I find it very hard to believe that the makers of respiratory systems that go over here can't come up with something that works with a beard. That just is baffling to me, but we'll see. All I got to say is we're going to talk about Tyler Skaggs when we come back. Remember, call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. Tweet us at Radio Law Talk or go to our Facebook page. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. I am Cameron Levitt. 
Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I'm going to quick quack car wash. Get my car washed. Make it quick quack. Pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to. Don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds. It's a quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Wash 100 feet of cloth. Washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack. Don't spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was asked a quick quack. Car wash it on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck. Get on the road and come visit the dock. Quick quack car wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo. But first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? All right, then. Well, uh, Denise, you go ahead. Non uti consilius me oriere por questus purpurium juris consult. Latin, that's a nice touch. Thank you, Denise. Next time we'll try it in English if that's okay. Fred, how about you? Cal, I don't want to read all this. Can't we just tell the people that we're discussing general legal issues and they should hire their own attorney instead of relying on what we have to say here? Well, we could, I guess. Uh, uh, Chris? I'm not going to be there anyway. Why have me do it? Let's, Let's have, have Todd do it. it. Me? Read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <coughs> the information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general... The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on radiolawtalk.com as well. No points for you. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Tyler Skaggs is a pitcher for the Angels, and uh, they found him. Um, basically, he died in a uh, South Lake, Texas hotel room July 1st. And the examiner, uh, the medical examiner, found that he choked on his own vomit after ingesting a deadly combination of opi- opioids, oxycodone, and fentanyl along with alcohol. That is a deadly, deadly mixture right there. So, Absolutely. Uh, so, so what happens? Why did, he was a young guy. He was. Played what for, what played, happened? Played for the Angels. They were in town to play the Texas Rangers, and he didn't show up. And so 
what the investigation has showed is there's one central. The, the big question was he didn't have a prescription for this. They they once they did the toxicology and found him testing positive for fentanyl for opioids. Obviously, you don't need a prescription for alcohol. The question is, well, where did he get it? Because he wasn't being treated for anything where a doctor was prescribing this, and it came out that Eric K. He's the Angels. The Whatever their name is, they they have the longest name in baseball. It's the California Anaheim Baseball California Angels of Anaheim, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, right? We're going to call them the Angels. Um, Good call. Yeah, the Angels Director of Communications. He travels with the team. He has been in that position for 24 years, and he told DEA investigators that he has been purchasing illegal opioids and providing them to Skaggs for years while Skaggs was with the team. He also said that there are, I believe, five other players on the team that also received that, although those folks have yet to be named. Now, when you, when you think about liability, and obviously Skaggs' family it has retained an attorney and they are going to seek whatever damages they can, Incidentally, you remember the astronaut case that we handled where the uh, where the woman yes. um, stole money from the bank account of the person there? Same attorney, Rusty Harden. I was going to ask you. Rusty that name Harden. Was... He was the same attorney that represented Roger Clemens in the whole steroid uh, perjury stuff. A very well-known attorney out of Houston. I thought we were the well-known lawyers. Well, I, no, Chip, Chip Evans was, it was the well-known lawyer. It, it was the caveat out of Houston. Oh. Out of Houston, oh. I don't practice in Houston, so we don't uh, want to give him any kudos. Well, no, but his, but his name was listed in there, I and know, he I'm goes after all of this okay, stuff. Okay, all right. And and I, I suppose the only salient, really, point here is uh, the Angels are going to have a tough road to hoe because he doesn't quit. He's a bulldog, and they are going to go after to try to show. At this point, the Angels are going to try to show that Kay was a rogue actor acting on his own. We had no idea and, what he was doing. And not within the scope of his employment. That's right. That's the key. And, and Skaggs' family is going to try to show the opposite, that no, no, they knew. They knew what was going on, even if you look at the written description of his job duties, as Fred and I were talking about this, okay, there's the written description, but there's also the implied understanding of what the club really expects from somebody. And if your communications director is on the road, maybe if if they can prove it, if he was the one where the officials were, okay, yeah, you just take care of the ball players. If they want something, you're the guy who gets it. I don't want them going out to do this because let's think about this here. These guys get paid millions of dollars to play a game. Now, some make league minimum, but the big ones, they're, they're making millions of dollars, and the team has a vested interest in keeping tabs on what they're doing to protect their investment. It's very difficult for the family, I would imagine, to believe a team's claim that they had no idea what was going on. And that's why we have the lawsuit. And that's where it's going to head is what did the team know? When did they know it? And obviously, from a damages standpoint, is that a cause of my family member's death, of Skaggs' death? Right. Denise. And Well, another legal question um, is does the team have a duty to test the players and to ensure that they're not – using drugs because they do test them but not for these type of drugs they test them for steroids and other type of drugs so if they are taking on that duty of testing the players shouldn't they have the obligation to test them for these type of illegal uh, prescription drugs and, and i'll tell you what the team's response to that and this is where this is where labor law gets in the national labor relations act the team is going to come back and say we can only do so much in accordance with the collective bargaining agreement. And if the union has spelled out the extent that we are able to test, back in the 90s it was, I remember Major League Baseball wanted to come in. All they wanted to do was test anonymously to find out right. if the claims of steroid use were true. We aren't going to tell anybody what happened. We're, nobody's going to know who it is. We just want to test so that we can see how many players test positive for steroids. Guess what happened when the when Major League Baseball, when the union decided to agree with that? 
The IRS and the government got word of it. Then they subpoenaed Balco and all these places to get these anonymous tests. They were able to match together and say this player was this anonymous person, and that's how the whole thing started. Yeah, that's true. And and, and so the union has been very hypersensitive about that, so the team's going to say, well, the union won't let us test, but this is going to be a dogfight. Here's the interesting thing. Ready for this? He did have injuries his most recent was an ankle sprain in august 2018 he had a adductor muscle strain but before that he had the tommy john surgery yes uh and that is a that's called it's called an ulnar collateral ligament reconstruction so basically it's, it's, it's his elbow right yeah or his arm it's yeah, they, his, I, don't, I, I don't, think it's in here right yeah you, you, you blow it's out from the throwing if you blow out the ligament in your elbow let's say it's my right elbow they go and they take a ligament out of my left hand and they put it in my right elbow to replace it. it takes about right. a year and a half to recover. But that is a, that's a major surgery yeah. that 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 can ruin a person's career. So that's interesting to know. It's like, well, was he injured? Had he been injured before and used these before? Well, obviously he had probably had legal prescription drugs at one time and using them with all these injuries. That's that's very true. That could have happened, but that hasn't been leaked out yet. Yeah. You know, per- perhaps this addiction started from those injuries. Yeah, we're going to be back after this uh, with Radio Law Talk. We're going to talk more uh, about Weinstein. Come back. That's going to be exciting. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to Radio Law Talk. Remember, we're live Saturdays, 9 to noon. All of our shows are put up in podcast format every week. You can listen to all of them if you'd like. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Warning. Don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more, call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General steel quality all at a price you can afford so don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great 800-617-9312 800-617-9312 that's 800-617-9312 know someone with a drinking or drug problem Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376 That's 800-918-1376 Chris 
Can you put the video game controller down for a second? I can talk and play. Oh, I'm totally annihilating this punk kid in Nebraska. I just feel like you're not acting like a grown-up in our relationship. Am too, am too. Well, you know, you still ride your skateboard to work. There's the comic book collection, the race car bed. Look, I'm young at heart, but I put money to my 401k every paycheck. I picked up a few savings tips at feedthepig.org. I have control of my financial life now, and that feels pretty grown up. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. For free ideas and easy tips on ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. So, I bet I look like a grown up to you now. Well, except for the footy pajamas, I'd have to agree. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Peekaboo. Peekaboo. Smile. Smile, buddy. Come on. Smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. <sighs> yeah. Maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby. I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better. And it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. That is on the dodo. Oh, come on. Stop whining. Show me the money. This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. Show me the money. That's why we're talking about Weinstein. There's an issue here coming out that uh, the Weinstein company is suing uh, Harvey and Bob Weinstein, who are apparently the directors of the company. And don't we're talking about this during the break. You know, just the, the company is a different entity than actually Harvey and Bob Weinstein, even though they started it. A lot of times there's more stockholders that really can run the company. Absolutely. If you've ever heard this idea that when you incorporate, it's like giving birth to a new individual. We've seen this happen. Steve Jobs started Apple, incorporated, and then the board of directors booted Steve Jobs, what, late 80s, early 90s. The men's warehouse guy was booted. Uh, Papa John's Pizza, the guy was booted. And so that can happen because the corporation, it's a separate entity. And well, these shareholders have come in now, and even though Harvey and Bob started the Weinstein Company, it's got their name on the masthead, uh, they've come in to say, you've mismanaged this. I mean, how how poorly could you mismanage a company to the point that if one person is accused of things, everything else goes to pot? Come on. And so that's the lawsuit for the assets and how to deal with the management of the company, but claims related to people that were victims of the sexual assault have a say, Denise. Yeah, the board manages the company. So people sit on the board, and apparently both the Weinstein brothers sat on the board. And the board then has duties that it owes to the shareholders. And those duties arise out of usually corporate-type law. And um, what, what, the, what they're trying to do is sue the Weinstein brothers for breach of those duties to fiduciary the shareholders. Duties. They're yeah. fiduciary duties. Yes. That's a, you can do what's called a derivative lawsuit, and that's what that is. But but on, in this case, though, there's already a settlement laid out for all the unsecured creditors and some, not all, of the tort claimants, and it's for $44 million, and they're worried about what, Todd? So, so, yes, this was leaked out. This $44 million was supposed to be a global settlement for the assault, the sexual assault victims, and that came out. Not all of them, but most of them, yeah, many of for, them. For, for many of them. And then, with regard to the corporate case, it was proposed on the part of the board of directors that are suing the Weinsteins that they wanted to bring in this new law firm. And the people that had worked so hard to negotiate this $44 million for the, a lot of the sexual assault victims are saying, you bring in this new law firm, that's going to blow up all the work we've done to try to get this done. And so now they've got this back and forth going on. And, you know, because Harvey Weinstein was an idiot, and allegedly. The, 
the $44 million is insurance covered. That's right. That's, That's the right. most important part. I mean, it's very hard to have an insurance policy cover sexual assault victims. So this has been a very carefully negotiated settlement. And if a new firm comes in, perhaps they're going to try to take a piece of that um, as for their fees. Oh, ready for this? This is this is the little little uh, fly in the ointment. The original firm is 25 to 40% is what they're recovering. They're, they're on a contingency basis. Mm-hmm. And the new firm's rolling in saying, we'll just do it for a flat 400000 So there's other wow. issues. Yeah, so that that's another issue. We don't know all the details of it. A lot of this, just so you know, is not all out there. It's just kind of, it, it, it's it's starting, but that's not official. So that's, so that's why we're saying right now there's some speculation. I want to ask you a question, Fred, about settlements and when, when people have insurance. Because uh, I had heard this, and I, I want to know if this is, if this is legitimate. Because Denise raised a good point. You know, it's hard to get insurance companies to pay out for victims of sexual assault. At what point in time does an insurance company agree to settle for this reason? Well, we don't necessarily have to pay the damages if we lose, but we do have to pay the cost of the litigation. And if we can basically reach a deal that's going to cost less than what we'd have to shell out just to defend the guys, we're coming out ahead. Is that well, a- yeah, yes and no. They've changed. The insurance companies now have gone in-house. So originally, the old way it was is they had an outside law firm, the mega firm. They're charging a mm-hmm. ton of money. But now they've hired in-house lawyers. They have their own law firm. It's not, quote, their law firm. It's called the name of a, law, a bunch of lawyers. But in, in essence, it's in-house law firm. So it's less. it usually costs less money for them to do it because they're already on a salary. But again, if you look at it, it's a big case. They're going to take more attorneys, so they got to hire more. Uh, so that, so that it depends on the situation. So the answer would be yes and no. Okay. Yes, and I agree with that answer. And there's a, th- a concept called Cumis Council that is often when the insurance company is saying that's the an intentional act, He's... and when the uh, uh, person is saying this was non-intentional, I didn't do it. So the the per- the person, the one that's alleged to have committed the crime or committed the action, uh, says I want Cumis Council. They're separate and distinct from the insurance company, and this case presents that issue, and they're going to have to pay for insurance counsel and Kumis counsel. And in the case of the Weinstein complaint, the the civil complaints that were filed against the Weinstein company, it wasn't just Harvey that was named. It was Harvey. It was Bob. They started naming all of the individual board of directors and anybody as folks that might have seen and accommodated and agreed to it. Well, when you have multiple defendants from a conflict of interest standpoint, you can't have the same law firm representing everybody. Exactly. So then the insurance company's like, okay, now I gotta hire what, ten different law firms to retain all these different people. Right. And that's when the litigation start costs going up. And the settlement stuff is, yeah, maybe we save money doing it that way. Denise. Yes, and it, this appears to be insurance that was to cover the board of directors. Commonly called directors and officers insurance, DNO yes, insurance. Yes, yes, exactly. Well, we're going to follow this as it goes oh. along because this is interesting. I have us. one more question. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yes. What would happen, Todd, if um, uh, Harvey Weinstein is deposed in this civil matter? Fifth. Well, yeah, he, he would exercise – it's the same thing that we had talked about last hour when we talked about Trent Brown. And the question is, exercising your Fifth Amendment privilege – Cal had raised an interesting point where he said, well, isn't somebody being punished for exercising their Fifth Amendment privilege? And look, in, in the case of law enforcement talking to folks, it's very common. You hear officers say, well, if you didn't do anything wrong, what do you have a problem talking to me for? I mean, if you are innocent, why don't you talk to the police? And that's a very commonly heard sentiment among the public. And I want to point out a Supreme Court case, a U.S. Supreme Court case in 2001, citing a 1956 case and where the Supreme Court said, and I quote, uh, we have emphasized that one of the Fifth Amendment's basic functions is to protect innocent men who otherwise might be ensnared by ambiguous circumstances. We recognize that truthful responses of an innocent witness, as well as those of a wrongdoer, may provide the government with incriminating evidence from the speaker's own mouth. It's the Supreme Court saying the Fifth Amendment applies not just to people that are accused, but to innocent people, because when they say anything you say can be used against you, 
you're thinking, well, anything, like if I confess to the crime and if I'm not confessing, then I'm okay. No, it's anything. Anything. And my, they mean it. Yes. My cousin Vinny, there's a great scene from that movie where where the guy says, uh, you killed the clerk. And, and Ralph Macchio goes, I killed the clerk. Question mark is what he said. But the transcript omitted the question mark. It was just, I killed the clerk, period. And that was trotted in as evidence of his confession. Right? He Anything you say can be used against you. And the court is saying that can happen. So it's very true that people like Weinstein, people like Trent Brown... It's protected for them, and people go, oh, my gosh, but look at look at Weinstein, how bad he was, and he allegedly – well, if the protection is there for him, then it's also there for the folks that aren't like Weinstein, that are truly innocent, and it has to apply to everybody. And they say something wrong, or they yeah. give uh, information that may be misleading or something to that effect that they could be charged for a crime. You Absolutely. Any, you have any questions about that 855 Law Radio? But the question is, what does that have to do with Judge Judy Whoa. possibly scoring 95 Million dollars for, for her archives. Good for her. Now, so, how much? Did, did, don't. don't oh, well, maybe. Ah, you probably know the answer. Cal, I'm going to ask you. Yes, go Cal, ahead. you don't know this answer. Well, I don't. I don't know. How much money a year does Judge Judy make as a salary? What is I'm her salary? guessing that she makes at least twenty. Would be my guess. At least twenty million. Because forty-two she, million dollars. Uh, I'm sorry. Say that again. <laughs> forty million a year. Forty-two. Oh, so how about forty-two? What million dollars? Is she single? Yes, she is. I <laughs> no, think. she's not. Oh, she's not. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, well, you know. Well, you could be her son. I could be the pool boy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what type of an attorney she was before she became Judge Judy? A mean one. <laughs> Family law guy. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Judge Dirks. <laughs> that, uh, let me. That that has a ring to it. Judge Dirks, the hanging judge. <laughs> <laughs> then it's just you and I, Todd and Cal. I know. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, don't no, worry, she'll sue us. <laughs> no, it's a joke. Just it's remember joke. us. Just remember us when you become famous. All right, Judge Judy Kate. This is a very interesting issue that came up. So apparently, CBS is announcing that they have purchased. The archives of Judge Judy's show for $95 million, okay? And, 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 and they've got it on their website. And we're going to talk about why this is a big issue. Okay, they bought them. Well, maybe they didn't. There's big issues whether they did or didn't buy them. And there's reasons why they're going to argue that, they, that she never did sell them to CBS. We'll be back and talk about that. Thanks for listening to Radio Law Talk. The show will continue momentarily. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds.
When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. I'm a veteran. We hit a mine in Vietnam. When I came home, I didn't know where to turn. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. My victory's been never giving up hope. My wife is always there to remind me we have a life to live. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran, but after I got out, I spent two years alone and homeless. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was finding the support to get back on my feet. Now I'm getting things right with my family. I finally admitted with my PTSD, I wasn't doing well. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Now I wish I'd found DAV sooner. I am a veteran. My victory is just enjoying each day. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Are you serious? This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny. So in the mid-1990s, these two uh, intelligent women, I'm going to say that because they thought of this, apparently, Switzer and Spreckman came to Judge Judy and said, and by the way, she wasn't a judge, uh, um, she wasn't, quote, the Judge Judy you think of, and she's a former, Denise told us, a family law attorney, um, and said, you know what, I think you would be good on a show. Let's do this show. So the show starts and debuts in 1996, where uh, these two individual ladies that kind of came up with this, uh, uh, Switzer and uh, Spreckman, uh, then got fired for some reason all of a sudden, uh, and they sued, saying, look, we have rights to these shows. We, we are the ones that launched it or helped launch it. And so they came down with a settlement agreement, apparently, and this settlement agreement believes, basically, in general, says they get a certain percentage of any of the archives of the Judge Judy show if they're sold, right? If it's sold. Yep. So not, not, they don't get anything yet, but if Judge Judy uh, uh, ever, sell, uh, ever sells it, then they, uh, they get a certain percentage. Well, guess what? This allegedly, in 2015, uh, uh, CBS wants more sessions of Judge Judy. They go in, and it's even apparently, I don't know if it's still on there, but CBS noted that they've bought all the archive rights to Judge Judy's show. And then the, guess what? Uh, Miss Switzer and Miss Spreckman walk up and go, okay, ready to pay my money. And by the way, I, it, I, obviously the agreement is a very small percentage they get because it's four points. Don't forget, they... they allegedly sold the company, Judge Judy did, the archives of the company to CBS for $95 million, and these ladies are arguing that they are supposed to receive $4.95 million of it. About 5%. 5% deal, yeah. Yes. And, and listen to this. So don't forget, there's $95 million. Judge Judy makes $40 million a year, plus, $40 plus million a year. Why are you worried about $4.95 million? Am I, am I just talking high for a reason? Because or do they I have no that? residual income out of the project. They have that, and CBS takes this, these cases. They go to local TV stations say, hey, want to run Judge Judy in your fringe time before your local news show? We'll sell it to you. But I see that, Cowboy. What I'm saying is, my point is, pay them 
the four point nine five million and right. move on in right. life. It's not a big deal. Big deal. Yeah. But I'm saying that for yeah. them, they want the money because they have no residual income. Oh, no, I agree. Show. But yeah. why are they? Right. Can, what you got? Ninety-five and forty million a year. What, what's four point nine million? I, I, I can I can make a speculatory, obviously, okay. but I can explain it. I can explain it with one word: spite. Could be. Yeah, spite. it does. It just it, it reeks of being spiteful. Because they came up with the idea. That's right. And then when Judge Judy first started. She became the personality that ran with the show, and, oh, right? and then when and then when they were ousted, the reason that Judy and Judge Judy and CBS don't want to pay these folks, it just to me, Fred makes a great point. It's five. It's four point, you know, five million. She makes forty-two million a year. It was a ninety-five million dollar sale of the library. Guess what? CBS is not going to pay $95 million for a library if they don't expect to make at least 10 times that in episodes. At, at least in residuals, and, sure. And, yeah, and yeah. You know, so why not throw these two people a bone for creating it at 4.5? Just everybody go on and do it. 4.95, and it, yeah. And, and it's, it just feels like spite. Well, here's the interesting thing, though. So so what is their argument? Okay, let, now let's get into okay, – let's put that aside. They're going to argue that is CBS. They come up and go, oh, by the way – it was never officially consummated that they in the written uh, contract reflects that it was contemplated that they would do that, but it was never finalized. And so their argument now is there was never an agreement, therefore we don't owe you $4.95 million, even though CBS on its website at least at one time said, hey, we just bought the archives of Judge Judy, basically. Yeah. <laughs> $5 million to CBS. See, in each of those shows, there are local and national commercials. Every episode, they sell those commercials. They make money off of that. They make money from the TV station who trades them either syndicated, local spots back, whatever. They make money every direction the stream flows. The, the green dollar is hitting them in the hand uh, every uh, phase. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example that even further bolsters that. Argument. You ever heard of a term called pilot season? Pilot yes. season goes yes. from like January through well, around May, and it's when everybody pitches their new stuff and they cast, and, and they will foot the bill for like a hundred different shows and maybe pick up two. You're telling me that you're going to go ahead and lay out all that cash for TV programming and pilot season, but you can't come up with $4.95 million to throw these two people that aren't – it's not like they're hangers-on and they don't have a credible claim that they didn't create something, right? They have that claim. It just it, – They yeah. just don't want to pay it. There's they something it, behind the scenes that we don't know about. Well, there's something on. with the CBS attorneys and with Judge Judy. There's something going on there. Isn't um, – she's – Judge Judy's trying to claim that she has attorney-client privilege with CBS attorneys. Well, that that's a motion. They've got motions about uh, d discovery issues right now. So the, and actually they've hired an independent referee and the judge isn't going to hear these motions. Th that's kind of an anecdotal thing of really what's why this is going on. But the point is, Denise, you're saying they're spending all kinds of lawyers yes. money on just doing these motions and trying to figure out what's attorney client privilege. Pay the 4.95 million. It's, the one thing that I see with Denise here is, well, wait a minute, you came out and you announced to the public that that we bought the light that cbs bought the library and now you're saying that that didn't really happen okay uh if you made the announcement that you did and now you're saying that didn't really happen then we need to see what actually happened to see if it constructively happened and judy is saying i don't have to tell you what we constructively may have talked about because it's all protected attorney-client privilege that's right i think she's and trying to shield herself exactly i, I just you I know, agree with Fred. Which I agree, though, that attorney-client privilege, it was an in-house yeah. attorney. That's attorney-client privilege. This sounds like this is a case of the talent getting bigger than the show and the producers and driving the bus. Yeah. And saying, look, I'm in charge here. Look, I'm the talent. It's the Judge Judy show. It's not you two ladies show. I made it what it is. I'm taking the money. I'm keeping every every million. I, I'm going to drop the mic at that because yeah. that's exactly what I think. Yeah. All right, mic yeah. drop. That means we're moving on to the, a very important man <laughs> ordering to repay. So there's a there's a guy in Missouri. Listen, this is interesting. There's a guy in Missouri that claims that he fell while he was in the jail. It, it was uh, uh, at the Boone County Jail in Missouri, which I don't know if that's after Daniel Boone, but anyway, uh, he, he falls, injures himself, and claims he was left permanently paralyzed after fa uh, suffering a fractured vertebrae in jail. Okay, picture this. I fall in jail. You know, I, get, I, fractured my, I fractured my spine somehow. I'm permanently paralyzed, and then he gets out of jail. Guess what the problem is? <laughs> Can't go to work. 
Five days later after seeing the settlement, he was seen walking unassisted while causing a disturbance in another hotel in Columbia. Uh-oh. So what do you do? You get this money, you get the settlement, you think you would just lay low and be quiet. Take your money, go home. Take your yeah. money, go home, yeah. go sit in the cabin up in the mountains. But no, he has to cause a disturbance in a Columbia hotel, and they show him walking unassisted. Guess what happens? And this is kind of interesting. The court orders, U.S. District Court Judge uh, Nanette K., uh, I don't know, I'm going to say it wrong, Lawfrey, said that you not only, she orders him not only to stop spending the money, but she tells him he has to repay $1.3 million of it because apparently oh, he's been, pay, been, been, been uh, um, spending some and the lawyer probably got a yeah, cut, yeah. but said you have to pay $1.3 million, stop spending the money, or you're going to get in trouble. Mm. Uh, are are we on anywhere near Columbia, Missouri? No, I don't no. know. I gotta look up and see. I don't know, but I have I a think question we're in for you. Okay, uh, just, I just want. Yeah, I just, actually, I just, we are in Missouri. I just, just, just want to know if I could track this one out. But yeah, we go are ahead, Cal. D- Denise, do you have a, a quick take? No, no, we're gonna be quick take third hour. Third hour. The wrong hour. Third hour. Oh That's what like just hit me. <laughs> well, I got excited like about me, this. But that, I was but on the hot seat. <laughs> that would be quick. All right, Alex, I'll take ways Forgive to make me, Denise lose all the color this. in her Thank face you. for $4,000. <laughs> That's I exactly love, right. I love quick takes. How, okay, how many? How much time do we got, Cal? You've what's got, what's you've our got time? about a minute, minute and a half. Okay, we got a minute, minute and a half. But anyway, the, the interesting thing about this is not only that we're going to laugh at Cal for the next half hour, but it's interesting. It's like that. people do that. They'll... They'll they'll get a settlement and and all of a sudden it's like they'll still people still they'll video you. Don't get me wrong, the vast majority of people, generally speaking, again this is not a statistic, are, are are telling the truth and they've been injured. But there are those that are just okay. I get the money now. I'm gonna go do the opposite of what was really wrong. Yes, and that was against the county. That's another part that I was really important. Yeah. Earl, We're... don't you think you ought to take it easy? No way, I'm going to the springtime buffet. I'm eating them out of house and home. Criminal charges on this? <laughs> yeah, if it's fraud, it we'll, could be. We'll talk about we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the third hour. Join us third hours. This is Fred Penny, your host of Radio Law Talk. We'll be back third hour. <laughs> You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. (laughs) 